When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Practical Stoicism. I'm your host, Tanner Campbell, and I'm glad you're here. Our Stoic journaling program now has over 100 people in it, and that's insanely exciting. If you'd like to learn more about it, you can go to journaling.stoicismpod.com. I have some crazy good news. I'm going off script here, and there's actually two pieces of crazy good news, and I'll start with the selfish news first, which is all about me. But really, it's all about this show, and in the long term, it's all about you. I have been accepted to the College of Stoic Philosophers Stoic Essentials Studies Program. I am super pumped about this for a couple of reasons. The first is this is the modern-day version of studying with the masters, and it's a huge deal for me. I mean, the things that I'm trying to achieve in my life, for me, this is a very big deal. It's a four-month program. And if I do well in it, I will be able to join the Marcus Aurelius School. I think I've been pretty upfront with everybody that I am a Prokopton just like you. I'm still learning. And unless I plan on becoming a sage, which of course is very unlikely to happen, I will be learning for the rest of my life. And the College of Stoic Philosophers is the place to study and the people to study under if you really want to learn this stuff. And I'm excited just to learn, but I'm excited because that learning is going to result in better content on this show. You may think that I just write some scripts every day and get behind the mic and talk and I just keep doing that. But in the background, there's a lot more going on. I'm reading many hours of a lot of days, and now I'm going to be reading even more hours probably of most days. And I am making a genuine concerted effort given the fact that this is my full-time job, after all, to become the best communicator of Stoicism possible. And this is a big step in the direction of just being better at that. So I'm very excited, and some of you in the Discord have said some very nice things to me, congratulated me, and thank you for that support. I appreciate it. You all are pushing me to keep getting better, just like I am pushing you to do the same. My second piece of really good news is that practical Buddhism is official. Emma Varva Lucas, who you've heard on this program before, we had a discussion all about Buddhism. It was called, I believe, the 88,000 Doors of Buddhism, I think was the name of the episode. And I reached out to her about a month ago and I said, hey, Emma, I thought you were great. The community at Practical Stoicism thinks you're great. Eric's doing Practical Cynicism. And I would really like to have someone, hopefully you, do Practical Buddhism on Saturdays. And so that's happening. In the middle of February, Emma is going to start releasing on Saturdays. That might change. It might not be Saturdays, but we think it's going to be Saturdays. One episode of Practical Buddhism, and that's going to continue along in the same way that Practical Cynicism has continued along. I am pumped to have Emma as part of the team. She approaches Buddhism in a traditional sense, and I think that is what a lot of you appreciate about this show, is that it's not a modernized version of Stoicism. It's a traditional, classical look at Stoicism, and maybe we try to figure out a way to apply that in a modern world. And I think Emma's going to do exactly that. She's going to put her own flavor on it and 
do it her way. I've given her full creative control. And I think that with Buddhism being as adjacent to Stoicism as it is, there's going to be a lot of value in that show. And I hope you think the same. So expect to hear from Emma and Practical Buddhism starting in the middle of February. And those are my two pieces of news. I hope you're as excited about them as I am, because I am over the moon excited about both of those things. So now we have an episode we have to get to, right? I can feel people thinking, Tanner, we just listened to ads and now we got to listen to you for like five minutes talking about good news. But hopefully the good news was worth it. Today, we are going to cover meditation number 40 from book four, which reads as follows. Constantly regarding the universe as one living being, having one substance and one soul, and observe how all things have reference to one perception, the perception of this one living being and how all things act with one movement, and how all things are the cooperating causes of all things which exist. Observe, too, the continuous spinning of the thread and the contexture of the web. This week is finding us getting pretty deep, I guess, so let's talk about how the Stoics believed that the universe was a giant panda. Pause for effect. Okay, not really. But they did believe the universe was an animal. Not an animal like a camel or a panda, or a dragon, but an animal like a universe. As in, we have camel-type animals, bird-type animals, fish-type animals, and universe-type animals. As in, the universe itself is a type, a very rare type, of animal. Is this anthropomorphic magical nonsense? I'm not so sure. Remember, I'm an atheist, but I'm also an atheist who thinks that the Stoic idea of God doesn't actually offend the atheist position. And I believe that. I don't think the Stoic concept of God should offend any atheist because it's not supernatural. And honestly, calling it God, referring to it that way, is hugely frustrating for me (laughs) as an atheist. But that's because the word God carries a lot of obnoxious baggage for a lot of people, maybe you specifically, and many people listening. And Stoicism is so ancient that, you know, some of us as atheists are going to, as I did, I think, when they first come across some of the God talk and some of the things like the universe is a giant panda, right? That might be what they'll say. They'll mock it and they'll say that's because they believed in God. And so they're stupid. That's a pretty common thing for the atheist community to do. I would know I've been part of it for a very long time, but I want to think about this a bit with you. I'm not entirely made up on this. I'm not sure entirely how I feel about it, but I'm thinking, why can't we see the universe as an animal? Why isn't that possible? It's the only sort of its kind that we know of, multiverse theory notwithstanding, and it doesn't have eyeballs like we think animals do, and it doesn't have legs like we think animals do, and it doesn't make noise like animals do, but, well, that's kind of what I want to talk about because doesn't it have those things? In order to be an animal, let's say a mammal, science tells us that an animal refers to any of the eukaryotic multicellular organisms of the biological kingdom Animalia. Animals of this kingdom are generally characterized to be heterotrophic, motile, having specialized sensory organs, lacking a cell wall, and growing from the blastula during embryonic development. Okay, that's pretty scientific. What's a eukaryote or a eukaryote? Organisms whose cells have a nucleus. Okay, what's an organism? Any organic living system that functions as an individual entity. All right, well, the universe is certainly organic. I would also say it functions as an individual entity in that there's only one of its kind. 
But what is living? The internet tells us, Wikipedia specifically here, a quality that distinguishes matter that has biological processes such as signaling and self-sustaining processes from that which does not and is defined by the capacity for growth, reaction to stimuli, metabolism, energy transformation, and reproduction. Now look, I'm not saying I'm sold, not completely, but I am saying that a clever person, more clever than me, could probably put together a coherent statement that described the universe as being an animal, given the definitions I've just read to you. It's organic, it has stars which might act as nuclei, and it seems to fit the definition or most of the definition of an organism, and it most certainly fits the definition of being alive. So could it be possible that a strand of hair is to the human body as the human body is to the universe? Does the universe have eyes and arms and legs? I said no before, but I have, and you have, presumably, arms and legs, and we're one of the things that make up the universe. So, in a way, the universe has a lot of arms and legs, and eyes, and I guess also butt cheeks. I mean, at the very least, perhaps it is like a giant globular amoeba. And is that so far off from thinking of it like a singular standalone animal? I don't think it is. It might be a little bit metaphorical, maybe, in the end, but that's not supernatural. We atheists are happy to say that someone is a brave lion or a timid bird, and we don't think that those things aren't useful for describing people or designing a view of them in our heads. So calling the universe an animal, even if it's not a metaphor, and we literally identify it as animal-type universe? I don't know. I don't think that's too godlike for an atheist. It doesn't seem to be for me anyway. I would really like to know what you think about this, but I'd like to know in a certain way because I want to use that audio of your responses in an upcoming discussion on this very subject with someone who knows more than I do about this sort of thing. I'm not sure who that person is, and by that I don't mean it's hard to find someone smarter than me. I mean it might be hard to find someone to talk on a subject like this that on the surface looks like we're trying to describe the universe as a giant magical panda animal. But if we really care about talking about stoicism, we've got to tackle all the things, right? We got to do it all. And this is part of it all. So if you wouldn't mind, please do this for me. Go to stoicismpod.com forward slash ask and record your thoughts and questions there. I'd like to hear from as many of you as possible. I mean like hundreds, because you must have a reaction to everything I've just said, right? I've just told you the universe is a friggin' animal, and there must be something <laughs> going through your head, even if it's Tanner's off his rocker. But even if it's that, I want to hear it. I'm not going to be able to feature every thought I get, but I'm going to fish through the ones that are common and try to include them in this upcoming discussion. Also, and this is kind of important because some of you will want to remain anonymous when doing this, if you've never left a question for the show before, you'll have to sign up to leave a message, but you don't have to use your real name if you don't want to. So I'm going to say your name when I air the question. You've heard me do this before, but if you don't want me to use your real name, either say so in the message or just use a pseudonym when you sign up to leave the message, okay? That way, even if I say your name, it's not real, so you're pretty much anonymous. And that's fine by me. The question is what's important. I don't care what your name is, and if you don't want to share it, that's fine. Now, if you will excuse me, I've got some chores to do. I've got to take out the trash, do the dishes, and take some food out to the universe, Panda. He's hungry. Take care. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode of Practical Stoicism. I have two things I'd like to ask you to do this week. Go to stoicismpod.com forward slash ask and submit some questions for upcoming episodes. If you're curious about things, I want to answer your questions. And secondly, consider joining our new 365-day journaling program. You can find out more at journaling.stoicismpod.com. Links in the show notes. Until next time, take care. Thank you.